Today we're going to talk about Jesus, light of the world. The metaphor of light was very common throughout the Israelites' history. They were familiar with Psalm 89. Happy are those who hear the joyful call to worship, for they will walk in the light of your presence, Lord. Or in Isaiah it says, Come, descendants of Jacob, and let us walk in the light of the Lord. From the beginning, the children of Israel associated light with God's presence. Throughout the Old Testament, from creation to the burning bush and many of the celebrations, light consistently symbolized God's holy and God's awesome presence. But here Jesus says more. He declares that he is more than a metaphor, but rather that real true light has come into the world, and he is the light. He's come to lead all who would follow him away from the darkness and the confusion of this world by being himself the source of all the light that you and I will ever need to walk confidently and successfully in this world. The reality is that the world around us is dark, and the truth is it's getting darker every single day. If you haven't noticed that, I don't know where your head is. The effects of sin and brokenness are all around us. The culture can be easily and skillfully affect us Apart from him, our minds, our emotions, our health, our relationships are susceptible to the damage that darkness can bring to us on all sides. However, though we may be surrounded by darkness, we don't have to, you know, stumble through it blindly because the Lord promised in John 8. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. Now, surely the apostle John remembered these words on Jesus when he wrote in 1 John. But if you walk in the light, as he's in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. There are five basic, very important things about light. Number one, light reveals and exposes. Matthew twelve twenty five says that Jesus knew the thoughts of those who listened to him, just like he knows your thoughts. And he knows my thoughts. When lights come on, the things that were hidden in the shadows are revealed and exposed. When light comes on, details become visible. And that which was hidden under the surface becomes apparent. And it is not until we see him who is the light that we begin to recognize what needs to be changed in our own personal lives. Now I'm talking about secret sins, hidden motives, 
ungodly plans that need to be changed. And only the light that the Lord shines in our life has the power to move us to allow him to change us. I'm talking about character flaws. Things we do and say that are contrary to the Holy Spirit within us. The prophet Isaiah was going about his life fulfilling his duties when suddenly the heavens opened and Isaiah caught a glimpse of the very glory of God. And his response was not to say, wow, look at that, isn't that exciting? No, in Isaiah 6, you find out what he said. Then I said, woe is me, for I am ruined or undone, because I'm a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. In the midst of that captivating beauty, in the midst of that encounter with God of Israel, Isaiah realized his inadequacy. Have you realized yours? Number two, light guides us, Isaiah 9. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. It is only by our relationship with Jesus that we can see things as they truly are. Just as the children of Israel were guided by a cloud by day and fire by night, you and I are to be led by the presence of the Lord God himself. Moses told God, I won't go anywhere unless your presence goes with me. Psalm 119, 105. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. 119, 130. The teaching of your word gives light so even the simple can understand. Church is dangerous to walk without light. Amen. Psalm 119, 165. Those who love your instructions have great peace and they don't stumble. So one of the benefits of living according to the word is that you will not stumble. Amen. Number three, light brings color. Life is really dull, to be honest, without Jesus. Amen. It's just kind of gray and overcast. Have you noticed? One of the most striking examples of that is the capital of Russia in Moscow, for those of you who have been. Visitors from the West are always struck with the utter grayness of that city. I still remember, and even though it was many, 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 many years ago, how gray and drab that whole city was. Building after building is a very dull gray, a visible picture of life under communism without Jesus. And that's where the one world government is taking us. The word says that Jesus came so that we might have life and not just life, but abundant life. Without him, there's no purpose. And to be honest, there's no reason for living. 
I don't know if you've ever been that honest with yourself. He brings purpose in the middle of this dark, dreary world. Oh, we can turn on Christmas tree lights and we can do all kinds of things. But when you walk away from them, you can still be just as empty and gray and dull as anything in your life. Unless you have an encounter with Jesus. Paul wrote to the Ephesians in Ephesians, Though I am the least deserving of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. Endless treasures, church, are only found in Jesus. You can't find them anywhere else. He is the treasure. Number four, light irritates the sleeper. John 3, there is no judgment against anyone who believes in him. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people love the darkness more than they did the light because their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they're doing what God wants. The truth is today, disciples, that Jesus irritates those who are asleep. They don't like it when the light shines on them. Have you ever been sound asleep and had your phone ring at 3 o'clock in the morning? Wake you up? Or perhaps you've been in a dark room and then flipped the light on and it's, the light is so bright it's just irritating at the moment. When you've been in darkness, light is irritating. And the truth of the matter is that the world rejects the light that is Jesus because they don't want to be awakened from their sin. Now, you and I call it all kinds of things. But the truth is, they don't want to let go of their sin. We try to make them feel guilty enough to let go. We try to manipulate. We try to do anything we can do. But the fact of life is they don't want to be awakened from their sin. They don't want to come out of their spiritual slumber. They want to stay in the world that they have known and now love. That's why the name of Jesus causes such a strong reaction from the world. You can talk about ancient mythologies, other religions are about God in general. But when you mention the name of Jesus, the world recoils from it. If you've not paid attention, the subject will be changed immediately. Or you will be escorted out. 
or they will walk away from you. Why? They love the darkness. It irritates them when you bring forth the name of Jesus. This is why Christians are being pushed out of almost every section of society. We're in a battle. And Jesus is the one who exposes the darkness. They don't want us around. This is why the world rejects us. Because when the light of the world is within you, and he shines brightly through you, those who are spiritually asleep have a strong reaction against it. Have you not noticed it? If you haven't, maybe there's too much of the world in you. Maybe they, you identify with them too much. And they have no reason to get you out of the way. Number five. Light dispels darkness. First John 3. But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. The international media, as you know, sells confusion as if it were the truth. All the news outlets want you to believe they're telling you the truth. All the education systems insist that they're teaching you the truth. All the misguided politician leaders say they promote the truth. Yet it's all confusion, noise, empty philosophies, and supposedly virtuous cries. We know better. But all the lies fall apart the very moment the light of Jesus shines on them. The weapons, the structures, and the deceptions of hell are all built upon darkness and are instantly dissolved when the presence of Jesus enters the room. It's not even a contest, church. Jesus destroys the works of the devil by his very presence. Now, we can celebrate Jesus, the light of the world, and rejoice in his truth, but there's one more thing Jesus said that we cannot, dare not, must not ignore. Matthew 5. You are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Church, listen. Jesus did not say it would be nice disciples if once in a while you behaved like me. Actually, in very simple terms, he said, I came to earth as the light of the world. And as I leave this world, 
I pass on to you the responsibility to keep my light burning brightly. And understand this. When you follow me with all your heart, you can't hide. For I said you'd be like a city on a hill that cannot be hidden. So let my light shine through you. Amen. Amen. Amen.